Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. You'll never be in this situation again. You'll never have the opportunity you have right now. And there's time value in experience and there's time value in relationship building, just like there's time value in money. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Hello, Best Ever listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. Today, we're launching a new series focused on the fundamentals of multifamily investing with our good friend, Matt Faircloth. I'll let him tell you all about it in just a moment. But first, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by BAM Capital, a trusted multifamily syndicator that has never missed a preferred payment and never lost an LP's investment. To learn more about investment opportunities with BAM Capital, visit capital.thebamcompanies.com or click the link in the show notes. And with that, I'll let Matt Faircloth take it from here. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Best Ever Podcast. My name is Matt Faircloth, and I am one of the partners at the DeRosa Group, and we are super grateful to be your guest host today here at DeRosa, doing a little bit of a Best Ever Show takeover to talk to you guys about building your multifamily business. Today, I've got one of our team members and somebody I really work a lot with, Vinny Celeste. Vinny, really great to see you today. How are you? Good. Good to see you also. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you too, brother. So today, guys, we've talked on other shows about the multifamily powerhouse team. We've talked about choosing a market for a deal. Irvi and I had a great conversation that should air last week. So you guys check out that episode on choosing a market for your deals. But another, call it like prerequisite before you go out there and go buy yourself a multifamily asset, you got to find a market. But the other thing you got to do that we're going to talk about today is you've got to start building those inroads, building that investor database. We're going to teach you how to do it and give you guys all the tools that we've used at DeRosa to build an investor database of literally thousands and thousands of people that are ready to hear about deals from us. We want to teach you guys how to do that too. Because Vinny, I can't tell you how many people that I've met in my travels and by going to conferences and stuff like that, that will have great deals that they've got that they need money to go into. And they'll say, okay, I need $5 million and I need it in two weeks to close. They're frantic. And the reason that is, is what they've done is they haven't built their infrastructure of investors first. What they've done is they've jumped into the pool a little bit too early before they put their swim gear on and they're in the pool now and they're out there looking for opportunities and looking for multifamily deals. 
and they catch something. Oh, geez, I just caught a fish. And then they realize that the closing timeline of multifamily these days is pretty tight. And it's not that much time to raise a lot of money for these opportunities. So Vinny, I don't know if you interacted with people in your circles, but in in your time at DeRosa, I know you've seen our initiatives in bringing in investors and how important it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And a few things came to mind there is that people should be building this list way sooner than they realize, right? I think a lot of folks think that they only need the list when it's time to raise capital. And the truth is that if you're listening to this, you're learning stuff, I hope, right? And why not share what you're learning and show people what you're up to and how you're coming up to speed and share those nuggets. And all that does is project into the world that this is something that you're interested in. And Matt, you and I got connected because of that, right? I was putting out there that we were doing these sort of things. So guys, if you're listening to this, you're here to learn, you're learning some stuff and why not just put out into the world with all the things you're picking up as you're taking it all on, right? Yeah. So I think I, I mean, both folks really, you know, this is way applicable for people way before they realize it. Yeah. And this is a great analogy. I don't know if you made this up when, if you heard it, but I got it here. I just love it. I'm going to keep using it. Dig the well before you're thirsty. You got to dig that well of money from your investors and the resources you have before you're thirsty for anything. Create that database. Get those investors that are willing to come to you looking for deals before you need the money. Because I can promise you, if you're planning on finding a multifamily opportunity and just putting one or two posts on Facebook, and then all of a sudden, all this money comes flowing into your deal, those days are probably gone. And those days maybe were never here to begin with. The effective multifamily operators that we want to help people become and do deals over and over again and build a business around multifamily and not just get lucky and get one or two deals done. We want to teach you guys how to build a multifamily operation. Those investors that are building multifamily businesses are ones that have thriving investor databases and they stay in regular touch with their investors. So then if you're ready to hop in, let's get going. What are some of the key parameters that people could take on that maybe don't have Enough of an investor base today, but they've got a good conversation they want to have. What are some things they could begin doing? Where do you want to start here with regards to tools and resources that people should take on today to get going and building their database? It's all the stuff that we're all familiar with and we're doing already. And that's, I think, a through line through this this episode could be that you're already here and you're already doing a lot of work, right? Yeah. So just show people what you're about and what you're learning. What did you learn and did you like or did you hear and disagree with? Put all that stuff out there and get your thoughts out there. And, and really what that'll do is build credibility. So it's education first, stuff that you're already up to. And Matt, let me just say, I think, and I'm sure it's intentional, but you've done a really good job of this because for those of you who don't know, investor relations here at, at DeRosa Group. So I take a lot of investor calls when you come into our database and when you come into our atmosphere. And what I love is sometimes I'll get on a call with someone and I'll be like, this is DeRosa Group and this is what we do. And, and I get... Oh, Sonny, I know DeRosa Group. I've known Matt for a decade. And it's like, I've known Matt for longer than you have. So, you know, and that, that, I love to hear that. You've been digging that well for a really long time. And yeah. people know, like, and trust you and DeRosa Group a lot of times before I even have a chance to speak with them. It's That's great. Kind of like- when you put yourself out there on social media and on YouTube, a lot of it's in YouTube, bigger pockets that we've done over the years, people feel like they know you already and they trust you because you put a bit of yourself, a bit of your personality. All I know how to do is be me. And I hope that you guys listening can do the same, especially if you're of that money superpower of the core four. If that's you on that team, you really need to be putting yourself out there on some form of a social to educate people, whether that's a podcast, YouTube channel, whatever it is. More and more people are getting their real financial education from online media. If Dave Ramsey can teach people how to make money online and whatnot, then you could teach them how to do that too. 
through YouTube and everything else. So I think that if you're the money, you need to be doing some online education and be yourself. Make it real education, not backdoor pitches on why people should invest with you. Teach people for real about how financial independence can be achieved through what you do or how to become better investors or just what life's like as an active investor. All those things are on our YouTube channel. Vinny, I've got a funny story to tell you. Many, many years ago, Liz and I were trying to scale into multifamily investing and we hired this guy we'd met online to be our multifamily coach. And he had a lot of success around multifamily. You might've heard of this guy. His name's Joe Fairless. And he had this great show called The Best Ever Podcast. And here we are hosting The Best Ever Podcast, you and I today. And Joe got on the phone with Liz and I and taught us about multifamily investing. And he said, well, what social media outlets, what online education are you guys doing now? And I was like, well, Joe, I do a YouTube video every here and again. And we had three, 400 subscribers to our YouTube channel. And he said, well, how often do you do videos? And I said, well, maybe every third week, just whenever I think of something I want to put out there, I'll do some online YouTube videos. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and shoot a video and post it twice a week on regular cadence on the same day, whatever it is. So we chose Mondays and Thursdays. We would post a video. Now, this is years and years and years ago, Vinny. He says, okay, Joe, I'll do that. He's your coach. You listen to your coach. This is what my coach told me to do, so I do it. So I do that. And in 90 days, we had four or five X our subscribers for the YouTube channel. And then was like, okay, that works. So let's keep doing that. So years later, we kept broadcasting on YouTube and now we have tens of thousands of subscribers and we kept putting out good online education about what we do. And then eventually built a relationship with bigger pockets and everything like that as well. So I attribute that level of consistency, the desire to put out educational-based content on a regular basis on social. And I encourage everybody listening here to do that. I had to pay Joe to give me this advice, but I'll give it to you guys for free. That at the end of the day, I want you guys to put out whatever it is. If you're the money on your team, pick a social media feed. It doesn't matter which one it is. It just matters that it's one that speaks to your heart, whether that's written posts on LinkedIn, videos on Instagram and YouTube or YouTube, shorties on TikTok, whatever it is, longer form, written form posts on Facebook with a photo or with a video too. It doesn't matter what it is. It just matters that something that you're willing to do consistently over and over again. Even starting a podcast, having great chats like this, Vin, whatever it is that right. you want to do, do it and make it educational and then commit to doing it for a year. You'll be very surprised at the amount of people that'll show up, that'll want to invest with you, that want to join your database to hear what it is you've got to offer. That's a great story, huh, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. And what I took from that, what I love to hear you say is we're all the same. So many of us approach a lot of this stuff as I do it when I can, like I do it when it feels right and I, and I do it. But there was one conversation that gave you a paradigm shift where you made a commitment, which I would really describe as you created a process. And now you're going to be posting twice a week and you started building out this process. And that one paradigm shift snowballed into where we're at today and the foundation yeah. for what came to pass in the future. YouTube so it was that paradigm shift and the commitment. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a hobby. Right. I'll put videos out on my cell phone. It'll be fun. Yeah. A couple hundred people are watching. That's really cool. But then, like you said, processes around these things, you can still have fun with it and still make it something you get joy out of, which right. I continue to do. It's, it's not like I lost the joy through the process. It's just the process made it repeatable for me to do it on a regular basis. But it made the hard work that came in is how do I have continued relevant conversations over and over again with my people? 
And that was right. where creativity came into it and that. So if you're up for that challenge, there's a big following you guys can develop. Either way, that's the social media side of it is regular, repeatable, educational posts, not sales pitch. I'll give one more angle here, Ben. And a guy that I look up to a lot, Gary Vaynerchuk, who's built an enormous brand originally around his father's wine shop. And then now around everything from Ford to maybe buying the New York Jets one day right? is what one of Gary V's goals, right? He talks about a concept, Vinny, called jab, jab, right hook. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, I want to hear you explain it, but yes, I, and I love that yeah, concept. It's, it's a boxing it's term, right? And I'm, I'm not a boxer right. myself. I've hit the speed bag a few yeah. times myself, but jab, jab, right hook is not so much about boxing and more it's about marketing. And what a jab in right. boxing is, is to confirm that you and your opponent are a certain distance apart. It's letting your opponent know that you're here and making sure you know about how far that they are. It is a verification of distance that you're certainly not going to knock anybody out in a boxing ring with a jab, but it is a necessary move that you've got to do just to, hey, I'm here. Then you throw a right hook, and a right hook is intended to knock somebody out. It's intended to catch them, and oh, wow, boom, knockout. You're not going to win a boxing match by just throwing right hooks because eventually people see it coming down Broadway. It's like, oh, okay, here comes the right hook. Let me move. All right, another right hook trying to knock me out. And in marketing, what a jab is is an educational free piece of information. Here you go. Here's a free video about why Winston-Salem, North Carolina is an amazing place to buy multifamily. Here's something else free. It's giving something away for free. Educational. Teach only. The great thing about a real jab in marketing is you're not asking for anything. You're just giving. Here it is. And it takes a little bit of courage to do that. It's like, wow, I want to make them sign up for my webinar. I want to ask them for their email address. No, don't do that. Just here it is for free. Then the right hook is where you throw the ask in there because the jab establishes and marketing establishes trust, establishes authenticity. I'm not here just to sell you. I'm here to help you learn and here to help you grow. And I want you to become my raving fan because I'm willing to give you these free jabs away. And every here and again, I am going to throw a right hook, right? And that's an ask. That's sign up for my webinar, sign up for my whatever it is. You see this deal that I'm doing here, or maybe I'm doing a deal for the credit investors only, whatever it is. That's your right hook. That's your ask. You got to do a little bit of both in marketing and on your posts and stuff like that. So yeah, I love it. But you run a lot of this as the marketing director, among other things here at DeRosa. So what are some jabs and right hooks that we throw for people to hear real life examples of stuff we're up to at our company? Our Facebook community, every Friday we go live, we answer questions, that sort of stuff. You're building that community, doing what we were speaking about earlier in the show here. So it's not just boxing and business advice, right? That's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, you know, really what we do, right? So we, we make ourselves available. Maybe that's one of the best jabs you can do, especially as you continue down and you're taking down these deals is making yourself available for a certain amount of time yeah. per week or per day yeah. or whatever to just your community to build that connection and trust. I think that's one of my favorite jabs. There are more, but that's, that's definitely one of my and favorites. And you don't have to have a thousand person community. Here's a challenge for these guys, listeners. You guys want to try a jab in your world. Maybe pick a day every week at a certain time that you're going to just go live on Facebook. It could be two eyeballs you get in the beginning. And don't just go live and just sit there. Go live and teach something. Maybe ask some questions to your community about things you're passionate about, things that you want to engage people in doesn't have to be about why they need to invest with you in multifamily. It should be just maybe something that's slightly educational about either financial independence, something that relates indirectly to your business, and then teach from your heart about that. 
And eventually, maybe after the seventh or eighth time you do it, you'll start to get a little bit of a community that'll come on live and maybe let people know that you're going to do it. And then maybe after the ninth or 10th one, just say, hey, if you guys want to hear more about this, I'm doing a webinar next week. We're going to be talking about investing in multifamily a little bit more clearly. If you guys want to join my webinar, here's a link right here. That's a great way to have a bunch of jabs. Eventually, once people really get it and trust you and see what you're doing, throw the right hook out there. So we put a lot on our social media feeds on YouTube and things like that. They're just free information, little clips from podcasts that we've been on, those kinds of things. And we do offer right hooks as well, which is offers to sign up for things, calls to action. We use link bio for our Instagram page for people to hear more about us. And there's a lot of calls to action there. That's something you guys consider as well, that if people want to sniff just a little bit further, they can hear more about you and see your calls to action staring at them in the face. But Bottom line for social media, lead with teaching and the sales will follow. Too many people lead with selling and people see right through that. Just like you can see a right hook coming if all somebody is doing is throwing right hooks, you're going to see that coming. So Vin, those are some tips for people here on building the long game on developing some followers. What we do is we encourage people to go to our website and we believe that your website should be the middle of your funnel. The top of your funnel is your social posts and that kind of stuff that you do. Middle of your funnel is your website. And you've really led the redevelopment of our website with our marketing team and everything like that. Just about everybody listening has a website, right? I mean, I know it's not like a unique thing that we have a website. I get that. You should if you don't. What are some key components, whether people have deals or not, Vinny, that people should have they're on their website as people want to know more about them, want to travel down the funnel, maybe to consider to dance and consider investing or consider working with them a little bit closer. What are some key components that you think should be there on that website? Happy to go there. And I think this goes back to CTAs and how it's jabs and jabs and jabs as well, because the best we can do, and we do make a hard call to actions, of course, from time to time, but the best thing we can do is make it very easy to connect with us. And that's what the website is to me. The website is the top of the funnel and it should be easy for someone who heard about you one time, but doesn't really know what you're up to, to find out about you. So you want to really do a couple of different things. I'll list them out here. I really want to establish your track record, but also tell people about you. Give that origin story, give them a piece of you. People do business with people that they know, like, and trust, right? We all know this. And the top of your funnel being the website is really an opportunity to give that piece of yourself and show who you are as a person. And then you also want to show what you do as a business and build that credibility. So of course the website, a big part of it is education, right? We want to educate people, not only about multifamily, all the stuff we do, but about us. And there's so much more to, to go into as far as how we make sure that we're reachable through that and it's easy to navigate and get make sure that people are able to connect with us and it's not just text on a screen. Yeah, you found it the wrong way. I mean, there's there's services yeah. like Hotjar you can use and things like that that'll tell you where people are spending time on your website. We found out the hard way, this is a while ago, that our website was very clunky and not as easy to access as we thought that it was and not as intuitively obvious. So bring it home, guys. If you can picture like a funnel for these guys listening right now, The top of the funnel all the way out here is awareness and people that are not even aware of your business, not even aware of you and of what you could offer them and how you could help them. That's the initial. That could be social media. It could be paid-per-click advertising or it could be affiliate relationships with people that you're friends with for them to help you promote what you do. 
That's awareness. That's I had not heard of DeRosa Group on Monday, but now it's Tuesday, and I have heard of DeRosa Group because I saw one of the social media posts under a paid promotion or a affiliate link or an article that was written about them or an article that they wrote or a YouTube video that was in my feed. Now that's awareness. And people tend to live in awareness for a little while. Maybe they decide to be one of your followers. They decide to consider your company for a little bit. Then they go further down. That's consideration. Then further down in the funnel is them considering working with you. They're collecting data. They may be Googling your company, maybe doing a little bit more serious. Just well, who else works for this company? Who else are they, right? Let me go on their website and go on their LinkedIn bio. So the way that you guys want to make sure that from a consideration standpoint that people are going to get a good feeling is they obviously say, go to your website. Now, here's a little tool, Vinny. If you want to make sure that consideration goes well for you and your company, Google yourself. Google your own name, Vinny Celeste, Matt Faircloth, Irving Francois, whatever it is. Google your own personal name and see what comes up. And anybody listening, that's your homework from this episode, is to go home and Google yourself with an incognito Chrome tab up so that your history is not there. And that, and so do that to see what comes up because anybody considering investing with you that's seen a few of your jabs and is considering working with you on one of your right hooks likely sees these things and they're going to go Google you to find out who you are, more about you, whatever. Google yourself, Google your company name. And then after consideration goes to conversion and that's where really the call to action on our website and the call to action on most people's sites should be joining your mailing list or just joining your email group or whatever and them giving a bit of their information to you and coming out of the woodwork a bit and saying, okay, I'm now a potential customer. Here's my email. I'm now maybe a potential investor, potential student, potential whatever it is that you're offering. I'm someone that you could, under the right terms and circumstances, work with. And that call to action is very clearly there on the website for them to give their information, perhaps for something for free that you want to offer up. Yeah. Googling yourself is a very fun thing to do. And I could just say that if you Google me, I'm not the U.S. Senate opponent of JFK in 1958, Vincent Celeste. Not that Vincent Celeste. <laughs> inside sales representative. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So. There's some other Matt Faircloths out there as well. There was a Senator right. Locke Faircloth in North Carolina. I'm no relation to him either. There's a Faircloth Highway. I have no right. relation to that either. There was a Faircloth <laughs> Zoo in North Carolina at one point. I think that they closed it down because I visited and it was in somebody's backyard. It was really fun, but I don't think that I have any relationship to them either. So make sure that what people see when they Google you are things that are relevant to you. Make sure they see something good. And if they don't, you can fix that by getting online content that's in relation to you and your business out there online and using the right SEO that when people see it, they see good stuff. So that's there. So Vinny, then the next thing people do is once they're further down the funnel, they join your mailing list. If you want to talk through some of the systems we have at DeRosa that are hopefully social media jab jabs and right hooks are working, the website's working, all that stuff works, and people go and give us their email address. Talk us through, because you really designed a lot of the stuff that we use today yeah. in our email systems on how we go from that email address getting submitted to getting someone to being a validated potential investor for one of our deals. Absolutely. And it's something that never stops. These are complex systems sometimes that never stop improving and you're always finding things, breaking things and fixing them and et cetera. But just like Matt said, and like we've been communicating now, now you've used your mouthpiece and you've gotten, a, let's call it attention. And you put out all these channels and the channels should make it very easy to find out how to connect with you. Now, of course, you're really going to want a way to manage these connections and segment how you've made these connections. I would call that the CRM. 
that's a main purpose of the CRM is to collect these connections mm. and also make sure that you understand how you got the connections, not only so you can repeat that stuff, but also so that you can nourish. And this is the most important thing I think in anyone's business is nourishment. Yeah. And the way that you nourish someone should be very specific to the way that they connected to you because you know that's what they care about. So our website will have various different ways to communicate with us. And based on how you communicate with us, you will enter different lists in our CRM so that we make sure that we're nourishing you the way that that's most applicable to your situation. Now, let me just say that not only is that necessary because the list is growing and it would be impossible to nourish folks, so just systematically it's necessary to do that, but also it really improves the person's experience. That's really why we do it. We would dial all 8,000 folks if we needed to, but at the end of the day, doing it this way allows us to, in better real time, give the information that they came to find out. And that's really what's important. It's a better fulfillment practice. Yeah. So nourishment, nourishment, nourishment with the CRM. And there's a lot to say about that. We could go way are, through. So um, I, I, into, uh, into you're the designer of our newsletter that we send out, which is certainly a nourishment piece. Let's sure. talk through that and then maybe other nourishments that you do to keep that 8,000 person database. You know, we're, we're very, very lucky to have that many people in our database. Those that are just getting going certainly don't. That doesn't mean you can't do nourishments, right? Oh, so no. what do you put in that newsletter that's relevant? And I'm proud of you to say this, that our newsletter has a 50% open rate, which is phenomenal compared to most online marketing and email marketing stuff. So what are your thoughts yeah. that you put out there for nourishment? Firstly, I think one of the biggest reasons that we have such an engaged community is the community, I think, understands and realizes that we are trying to add value. We're no. trying. It's not only pitching, it's nothing like that. We are truly trying to add value. So we are always cognizant of what I would call fatigue of your database. Mm. A monthly newsletter is just a great way to connect with folks. And what we put in that is anything that's relevant. And when I say relevant, I mean relevant to your database of folks. When you start out, of course, your database of folks are going to be the people who know, like, and trust you, i.e. your family and friends who are just getting interested. That's all good. Those, I put those, my mom in my, no, in my newsletter when I first got it started. I put my mom, anybody that I'd ever met in my walks of life, let them unsubscribe. That's okay. My mom better not unsubscribe in my newsletter, you know? Yeah, I promise. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Right. <laughs> I'm a <fair laughs> yeah. That's really important because everyone's list starts out that way. And going back to, I think, something really that we were driving home early in this is that we all have something to talk about because we're all here learning things right now. And the truth of the matter is, is that the list of the folks that you build in the beginning are more than ever required to learn or, or their level of understanding should be and would likely be far less than where you are today just by getting on this journey. So you'd be surprised on what you're able to teach. And there's definitely a personal hurdle to hop in doing that. And I'm just encouraging everyone to kind of take that leap, right? You know more than you realize. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you looking to raise money from private investors to buy commercial real estate? Syndicationattorneys.com is here to guide you every step of the way. At syndicationattorneys.com, they do more so you can do more. They create real estate syndication and fund offering documents, but they also educate you on the ins and outs of raising private money, ensure your offerings comply with security laws, and help you structure fair deals with investors so everybody wins. With reasonable lump sum fees and over $2.75 billion in security offerings created, syndicationattorneys.com has the expertise you need. But that's not all. Syndicationattorneys.com also offers weekly attorney-led masterminds, networking, and strategy sessions through 
their pre-syndication consulting agreements. To learn more, visit syndicationattorneys.com today to get started. And this offer is not available to Florida residents. Let's go there for a second, Ben. So somebody listening to this may not have done a big substantial deal or maybe doesn't have a deal that they're promoting at the time. So what are some things that people could put in their newsletter if they don't have any specific business stuff to highlight in their current, because they don't have anything going on, that's okay. Because things ebb and flow or they don't have anything of interest or just haven't done anything yet, whatever it is. Because I believe they can still send out a newsletter. What are some ideas that you may have, like free tips to give people that they could toss into a newsletter today to their existing investor base, just to keep them nourished? Let me give really actionable steps. So folks getting interested in multifamily real estate, you'll be out there, of course, underwriting deals. So whether you take down the deal or not, maybe record the underwriting, show what you liked about it and what you don't like about it. And every time you say no to a deal, that's something to celebrate too, right? Mm -hmm. You're being conservative. You could have pulled the trigger and all these things. And that's something that could really build trust in your community as well. So again, you are doing the work. I hope you're underwriting deals. And when you do, let's talk about it. One thing that I would do very often are market analysis. And I would write these reports about why I like XYZ asset. And that's really, I think, Matt, what, what led for us connecting here as well. So those are some things, but also here's, I think the most actionable steps, something I would really do, even if you're just getting those first two turning, we go to Google trends all the time. We do it for our podcast every week. So we go to Google trends and we look at real estate and we look at trending real estate stories, things that are breaking and that sort of stuff. So real estate's a huge industry. Mm -hmm. It's always a changing industry. There's always something to talk about and doing that also and showing people that you're in the breaking news and you're following where things are ebbing and flowing also builds that trust and is genuinely helpful for everyone else who might be interested. Yeah. So Google trends and finding out what to talk about. All you can do is just provide commentary on an article that you like. Yeah. What's the world talking about? And if they're signed up for your investor list, they like and trust you either because they're you or because they want to hear more from you about your real estate investing ventures. One of the two, it doesn't matter which one it is. It just matters that they want to hear more from you. So why would you not, as Vinny said, go find an article that you like and write up your synopsis, your summary, your whatever of that article and send it out to your newsletter base. So those are some way to keep your folks nourished, I think you might have a story of one of our students you wanted to share here around nourishment. What do you got? Yeah, everything I just described are things, they're relevant for regardless of how big your portfolio is. Like I said, we still do that as well. But if you're someone who's taking down deals and you're joint venturing and you're that solo entrepreneur and you're taking down stuff, again, something we were talking about before, people should be building this list well before they think it's necessary. And I was consulting with one of our students earlier who was expressing that they were reluctant to build the list and they felt like they didn't have anything to talk about. And they were justification was that my next deal is going to be a joint venture. My next two deals are probably going to be joint ventures until I'm in the 50 unit range or something like that. Then I'm going to start syndicating. Then it's really necessary to have the list. Then I should build and the I expect list. Yeah, later. Yeah. Right. Right. That's the dig the well before you're thirsty sort of thing. And what I gave them is that you'll never be in this situation again. You'll never have the opportunity you have right now. And there's time value and experience and there's time value in relationship building, just like there's time value and money. And right now, as you're taking down these deals and you're doing these exciting things, even if it's not what your future investor is going to be investing in, they're going to be investing in a syndication that's X, Y, Z, and you're not doing that business yet. Show them what you're up to these days. Show that that duplex you're taking down and start building that list and celebrating your wins, even if they feel small, because they're not, I promise. And as you build, folks will get to see that growth in you, right? They'll get to see that business rolling and and changing. And again, no like and trust. 
right? So you'll never have the opportunity you have right now to start today. Love that. Love that. So now those are some ideas for nourishing, right guys? And I agree with Vinny, whether you're trying to build a base today or not, if you see yourself raising capital at some point in the far future, why not engage and build your database? So there's just more and more people that will be willing to do deals with when you do raise. So Vinny, talk us through. So now we've got a growing base of people. I believe this is something we've developed years ago for people to fill out a brief form. If you want to hear more about investing with us, click here. Right, they plot up, put a little bit of their information in there, and then Vinny, you've upgraded a lot of that and designed a drip campaign. Drip campaign is a fancy way of saying they timed email going out on a regular basis, saying, "Hey, we're still here. We'd love to talk to you." And the goal of that is to book a call, to get them to book a call with them. So once we've got an prospective investor that's joined our database that has gone all the way down the funnel, they've gone from awareness to consideration they're right. there, maybe read the newsletter a little bit, looked at the website, researched us, Googled us, all other stuff. And now they're getting closer to conversion. They're getting close to a heck yes, right. all the way through the cycle. That's where years ago it was me. Now it's Vinny that's getting on many, many calls with investors on a regular basis and, and having these conversations about where they are, what we're up to as a company, and just talking through what's possible in working with DeRosa. Vinny, talk us through those conversations and how it goes and what's important to get out. For those listening here to this episode, if they're able to get a brand new investor that found them on social and worked their way through a well-designed funnel, what should that conversation look like? Especially, especially if any, when there's not a deal for that person to invest in. The pre-deal conversation, how does that go and what are the important components yeah. of it? Can I tell you first too that it's so much easier to have a conversation when you don't have a deal. They That's know great. the folk on the other end of the line understand that you're just there trying to make a genuine connection and see if there's an opportunity. I want to make sure the the listeners here heard you say that because so many people are thinking like, well, I'm not going to engage any investors until I got a deal. I'm not going to worry about investors. I need to get a deal first. Guys, here, Vinny, it's so much easier. There's no pressure. You're not trying to get people to like, hey, you got to get in in 30 days or you're going to miss out on this deal or whatever. You're not trying to push towards anything. All you're trying to do is to get to know them. How much easier is that, right, Vinny? A hundred percent. And for anyone entering into this business, a couple of things. We want to talk to everyone because it's genuinely important to make that connection. It genuinely is what we want, but there's also an SEC thing. There is actually a need to have these conversations a lot of times. You know, keep those guys for, happy. For capital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll kind of park that over here because the biggest thing is regardless of the SEC, we're going to have these conversations. If you're planning on raising any money at exactly, all, not yeah. accredited investors, you have to have these conversations. If you want to just go 506C and raise money, not only accredited investors and do lots of pay-per-click ads and throw lots of money at your campaigns and cross your fingers and hope that people show up, you can do that too. Or you can raise money from accredited and non-accredited. And you got to do what Vinny's talking about here, which is have documented conversations with prospects when they come in the door before you have a deal. So keep going, Vin. And where we started this subject, right, is talking about the form and the website and that sort of stuff. So let me just communicate here as well that you have an opportunity when you are nourishing someone in their entering funnel, if you will, there's a unique opportunity to collect information. And so we make sure we, we want this to be as frictionless as possible, but there are some important things we want to know. Really a lot of times because of FCC stuff, we're going to ask if you're accredited, non-accredited, yep. what are you interested in hearing more about? Again, because we want to make sure that we're nourishing you in the way that's relevant to what you come to learn about. So everyone's entry into their business is going to be predicated on what it is that you're putting out into the world. It just as it is for us. So that form will look different for every one of us listening. 
But for us, I just want to communicate that there is that unique opportunity to get a little bit of baseline information and you should do in the most frictionless way possible. So now folks have entered that information and they are in our CRM. And just as Matt mentioned, and I think a through line for all this is system, system, systems. The reason the drip campaign exists is because we want to talk to as many people as we can. Genuinely, we want to make that connection. So the way these phone calls go is just like you and I are doing right now, Matt. We're just talking. Catch me up on what you've been up to. Here's a little bit about DeRosa Group. I don't know if you've heard about us. Would it be helpful for me to give a summary of what it is, what we do, and we can decide where to go? We're all people here. And it would be awkward for me if every time I hopped on the phone, there was something that we're pitching or anything. There's not. We're just here connecting. And here's a little bit about us. Tell me about you and let's see what happens. And those conversations are so much easier. So the drip campaign, it actually gives helpful information too, a little bit about us. And then at the bottom, there's, there's a link to schedule a call. We'd love to connect. And there um, you go. You know, and you had that call, you collect the yep. data, you can record it if the, if the investor is willing, but most importantly, you just take some notes about what they're looking for and that. Now in my book, Raising Private Capital that you guys want to check out, I talk about how money hides in plain sight. So what you guys want to do when you're having this call is yes, get to know that investor, get to know their resources. I want to know the whole thing, man. Like I used to ask them how many kids they have and are your kids going to college or that kind of thing? Or when would they be? Because a kid going to college is a major capital event. That's a major check that that person's likely going to have to write. So if they're going to be investing with you, they might want to know, and you might want to know when that's going to happen to see if your deal coincides. Maybe your deal can help them send their kids to college, or maybe your deal would prohibit them from sending their kids to college by taking that college money that they had maybe thought about putting into your deal and the time window might not jive. So you should ask things about major capital events they've got coming up and just collect as much data as you can. Now, money, as I said, hides in plain sight. It's easily in cash. You should ask your prospects when you talk to them, roughly, what are you thinking of putting to work in real estate investing? And that, and they'll tell you, well, I have $70,000 in cash that I want to put to work at some point soon into a real estate investing venture. Great. You also want to ask because money does hide in retirement accounts and people don't realize that the retirement account could be used as a real estate investing vehicle, that it could be a source. So ask what they have in their IRAs, those kinds of things. I used to ask people if they own their home free and clear. Do you own your home? Okay, great. How much is left in your mortgage? Oh, I, I've paid it off years ago. Okay, great. That's even a more interesting conversation. A home free and clear could be an opportunity to unlock a home equity line of credit and put some of that capital into a short-term venture. It's not right for everything. Maybe not right for a syndication, but that is something that they could use to further advance their wealth building. And you want to be their friend and help them with that advice. Great, your home is free and clear. What if you put a HELOC on your house and invested in a few hard money loan ventures or something like that, you could generate cash flow for yourself. And finally, always ask them what they do for a living because A, it's interesting and I love talking about that kind of stuff with people. And B, it's good to know because they could be a high income earner, they might be looking to retire, those kinds of things all play into the factors of whether or not they're a right fit for what you're offering as a real estate investing venture. Then any other things that you like to ask or just your favorite questions when you talk to a new investor on what to get out of them and what things you like to chat with them about? Yeah, so getting that groundwork of how you're hearing about us. Again, we don't want to miss the opportunity to learn what's working, what's not working. That's again, that came up with the form, but that's also going to be important during this call because you want to learn what's working about what you're doing. So Matt, I think you hit the nail on the head. First and foremost, it's making connection. Also, you're there to educate as well. And you've heard this throughout our conversation here, but 
that's an opportunity to educate folks about real estate. Not everyone's investing in real estate. These conversations, you never know where they'll lead. So yeah. And they might not realize certain things. I've had conversations with people that said, well, I've only got X amount of dollars that I could put into your deal. And it might even be less than your minimum. And a lot of times we're open to that conversation. But then I say, well, right. do you have a retirement account? Oh yeah. That old job that I used to work at across town when I used to work at IBM and left them to go work at Apple or something like that. Okay, great. What's in that retirement account from the company you used to work for? Well, I can't touch that because I'm not of age. So I can't really put that into real estate. Wait, well, how much is in it? Because what if I could show you that you could put that into a real estate venture? Oh, that's got $250,000 in it. But people don't realize that self-directed IRAs are a thing. That putting a retirement account into anything else aside from a mutual fund run by a big house like Vanguard or one of those big outfits or something like that, that could be a real estate investing venture. So the bottom line, as Vinny's alluding to, that we need to do when you talk to these folks is teach them. Because they maybe don't know what you do about real estate investing. They don't know how amazing it is and how great it is of a wealth building tool. So you want to walk into these conversations being prepared to teach, being prepared to talk about the different facets that real estate investing is an advantage brings people. Everything from cash flow tax advantages, upside, long-term principal gains, all those things are all available to people that want to invest in real estate. Make sure you're prepared to teach about what you offer may be able to help them meet their financial goals. Absolutely. So there we go, guys. We've talked about the funnel. We've talked about how to get attention for yourselves, how to scream and yell and rave your hands in the air to get attention to your business, where to send people. If you're lucky enough to start getting on podcasts or have your own podcast, I recommend that you send as much traffic as you can to your website and have that to be the place to learn more about you because you can control that. And then on that website, have a place for people to put their information, either have a free giveaway, like an amazing white paper that you wrote about why XYZ, why maybe the market that you're investing in is something to consider for them, whatever it is, a free thing, a value add that you give them. Again, that's a jab. Here's a free piece of information. All I need is your email address. It's a bit of a right hook there too, but it's real value to them. Something you're really going to use. Then they give you that email address. Then you're able to follow up with them, check in. Hey, wouldn't you love to have a phone call with us? Talk about real estate investing and for all that stuff. Then you go all the way down to get them to the point where you know what their sense of urgency is for investing, what resources they have that they can put to work, and what the risk tolerance is, what they prefer, what they don't like, what they don't like, if they've invested in real estate before, all that stuff. So if any, by the time you have a deal lined up, you really know what your base is capable of. There's so many people that I've met in my walks of real estate investing that they come up on a deal and they think, well, I'm not sure if I can raise the half a million bucks that it's going to take me to buy that property. And they just figure it out. And they just put it under contract and they raise all the equity within 48 hours. Or unfortunately, vice versa, sometimes they struggle to raise it because they thought they had more than they really do. Right. If you do a good job doing the investor relations side, if you build a good funnel, as Vinny and I have talked to you guys about today, you'll really have a better idea what your capacity is. And doesn't that give you that much more strength, Vinny, as you go forward and make offers on deals? That's huge. And also not only make offers, but also know the hunting. So you'll know what you could take down and what your capacity is and, and where to look and that sort of stuff. So. That's a huge part. I'm glad you brought that up. You can advise your hunter. Think about that. And we've had right. this happen. And if you guys do this for long enough, this conversation will happen. You'll get a phone call from somebody that's a large investor that says, hey, I'm facing a 1031 exchange, or I just had a major windfall, and I really want to put this money to work. I want to make cash flow right away. And I'm looking to put 
X amount of dollars. It can maybe a mid six figure or even high six figure. Or if you're super lucky, maybe a seven figure number to work. And you can call your hunter and say, hey, I've had a real opportunity. Just talk to this investor. This is what they're looking for. Right. And if we can find something to help meet that need, we could get a real deal done to help somebody out and help build our business. How great could that be? With real funnels, that conversation will happen. You will get that phone call and it will help you double up, triple up the size of your company pretty quickly, but it's only by having the right funnels that Vinny and I talked to you guys about today. Vinny, awesome stuff. Really appreciate you joining us today. I really appreciate this conversation. I appreciate our listeners. I want to just tell you guys a few things. If you want to hear more about what DeRosa Group can offer you, or if you want to just dig a little bit deeper into this conversation, go to derosagroup.com, D-E-R-O-S-A, derosagroup.com forward slash best ever, and you'll get a bunch of free resources, including a superpower assessment you guys could take that'll tell you which of the four superpower quadrants, aka the core four method that we use here at DeRosa, that core four methods helped us 10x our business in a relatively short period of time, Vinny. We've been able to do it, and we're teaching other people how to do it too through using the Core 4 method. And they can take that superpower assessment at that website. They can also grab cool stuff like Hervé's Market Hunter tool and all kinds of other stuff. And they can even engage to hear more about how DeRose Group can help them specifically achieve the next level in their multifamily investing business as well. What do you think, Vin? Final thoughts? Awesome. Thanks so much. Exactly. It comes down to systems, just like Matt making the decision after talking to Joe that he's going to post three times a week that you need a system to facilitate those decisions. And that's what it's all about, right? Is repeatable processes that yield a result. So all the stuff we talked about is fun, but at the end of the day, there needs to be a mechanism to facilitate it all. Well said. I mean, you think, people think marketing is just a bunch of creativity and throwing spaghetti up against the wall. And it is, but it's also doing it in a repeatable systemized process that allows you to figure out what worked and then do that 10 times again. So Vinny, I love these chats with you. I really appreciate you joining us today on the best ever podcast. Listeners, thank you for hearing what we have to say here on the best ever show. And I hope you guys like this one. Stay tuned for the next episode. Where we're going to talk about more ways to 10 extra multifamily business and grow further into the multifamily investing space as operators or as passive investors. Thank you, Vinny. Then thank you listeners. Have a great Thanks, day. Matt. Hi, best ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and best ever content? Well, if so, join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the best ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access and you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.